0: Thank you for choosing to listen to episode number 25 of Kansas City Food Memories. This one I have as my special guest, Sherry Dunsing, the founder of Best Regards, what is now Best Regards Bakery and Cafe. Here, Get to hear a little bit of the story of her, the bakery, and how we got to where we are and what makes us so special. Then we also take several calls from you, the listeners, on some subjects that we'd like to maybe see covered in the near future. So give it a good listen. Remember that this is a podcast presentation of a live show. So do not call or text in when prompted. Sit back and enjoy. Thank you. Good morning, Kansas City, and welcome to Kansas City Food Memories, where we take you on a stroll down memory lane and share memories and stories of our favorite restaurants, places, and people from the 1980s and 90s. In all honesty, I should probably drop the 80s and 90s because we're going back to the 60s and 70s now and it's amazing how much we remember. Last week we had the, uh, the amazing Fred Broski on and that was, we just barely tapped into what the some of the stories that he had and it's um, without a doubt I will be bringing him back on. So Kansas City Food Memories is made possible by Best Regards Bakery and Cafe and today is a special show. I have a return guest again but before we get to that um, make sure you program your phones if you haven't done it yet, do it today. The phone number for the studio is 913-586-7798. That's the call-in line and the text line both. Today will be 100% call-ins. So we uh, I'm looking forward to hearing. Here's why we do the call-ins. This is the shot of adrenaline for the show that that gives us life and purpose and also what direction we're going to go for the next 4 to 6 weeks. So Rocco is running the boards today. I think we have six or seven phone lines. So if the phone rings, just let it ring until he answers it, and we'll take your calls as we can. So today, as I said, um, the show is brought to you by Best Regards Bakery and Cafe, which is in Overland Park, Kansas, and 119th and Glenwood, which is two stoplights east of Metcalf, right across the street from Cheesecake Factory. But before I, instead of talking details, I want to welcome my special guest today. This is Miss 51%. I own 49%. She owns 51% of Best Regards Bakery and Cafe. And the main reason for that is we discovered in college back in the um, 80s when we met in college that if I couldn't talk her into doing something, I probably shouldn't do it. So we followed that with with the uh, business. Sherry Dunsing, who started Best Regards Bakery and Cafe, how long ago? Yes, you can talk. Is this on? Okay. Is oh. this thing on? Well, yeah. <laughs> All right. So Sherry's dad was a huge fan of Sanford and Sons. And if you kind of remember that, every once in a while, the, the internando Nando comes out in her, and that's one of the routines he's always had was, well, how did, the, how did that go?
1: Is this thing on?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Fred Sanford would tap the microphone. Is this on? Am I on? Is anybody listening? Hi, Dad. All right, Sherry. So you started Best Regards 30 years ago. Yes. Why?
1: I was actually, oh gosh, coming out of working at a job um, that I was working a lot in, which was kind of funny. I thought I was working way too many hours uh, at that job and thought I would take a little time off. Um, And it just happened to be at the holidays and had some friends say, hey, can you do some, some gifts for me for some clients and customers? And I thought I'd help them out.
0: You do not know how much I'm going to appreciate saying this. I've waited probably 30, 40 years to say this. Honey, you need to keep it a little bit brief. We oh. don't have that much time. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so you started the gift basket business out of the home went, uh, for just a few months, went into a full-blown retail location, and one thing has morphed into another. Did you ever imagine that the gift basket business you started 30 years ago in the home was going to turn out to be this big and this different?
1: Um, no, I did not. It, I never thought we'd have a restaurant either. I I I never,
0: I never wanted to. No, that was
1: not even even in the plan. Never thought we'd bake any of our own stuff, let alone bake a full line of products.
0: When do you, when was the biggest event or when do you think that really pushed us on this path? When did things change from gift basket, corporate gift basket business to, to making food?
1: Um, probably nine eleven. 9-11. 9/11? I would say, yeah, when we first started making, taking into making our own cookies, I guess. Yeah. Okay,
0: That was a big thing because um. so Sherry did corporate gift baskets. We did, gosh, tens of thousands of baskets every season and going all over the country. She developed quite the reputation for doing it. But what she did was she bought, went out, we went to the fancy food shows in New York and San Francisco every year, which was amazing looking for the absolute best foods, the chocolates, cookies, salty snacks, and nuts that we could find. She patched them into baskets and shipped them all over the country. Then at um, when 9/11 happened, that was the first recession that a lot of vendors had, and a couple of our vendors went downhill pretty fast. Now, I'll never forget the company that made the lemon tea cookies. You know, at that time for that Christmas, we had ordered in, I think, a pallet or two pallets of lemon tea cookies. And as uh, traditional, we always did. We opened up a package to taste it, and it tasted horrible. We read the label. They switched from butter to margarine, and who knows what else. It tastes terrible. We called the owner. She said it's the same, and I said, look. I said, we can taste the difference, and I could read. She goes, well, here's the deal. Price of butter has gone up so much that we would have to raise the price on our cookies, and we don't think we can do that. And I said, Well, I I disagree with that. People will pay for quality. They won't pay for mediocrity. She says, Well, this is what it is and will be. So we sent the entire palette of cookies back. And that happened two other times. And so we decided, well, let's how about we um, make cookies? So we let's see if we can create a chocolate chip cookie to go into the basket. We'll contract with somebody to make that. And I back then I collected cookbooks. I thought I had a big collection, which is nothing compared to what I have now. I had 56 recipes for chocolate chip cookies, baked them all, narrowed it down to three. And so I went to Sherry. I said, all right, which of these three chocolate chip cookies do you want? Do you remember what you said?
1: Yeah, I said I, I like the texture of the first one, but I like the flavor of the other one.
0: Right. And um, then you like the way the third one looked.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And so I said, Sherry, okay, which one do you want us to make to put in your baskets?
1: Yeah, I wanted the texture of the first one, the flavor of the third one, and the taste yeah. of the second one. So, <laughs> listeners,
0: welcome to my life. Long story mm-hmm. short, I figured out how to create a single recipe that had all those three features she wanted, contracted out with a bakery to make those. The first big project we had was with Sprint PCS, and they ordered, I think, 4,000 cookies. The bakery that I contracted with uh, freaked out. They said, okay, we'll make this, but I'm raising your price 30% over what we agreed. And I said, why is that? She goes, well, I'm going to have to pay my people overtime to finish this order. So I was like, all right, I ate the loss. I took a loss on that order. And as soon as the order was finished, I went and confiscated my recipes. And I said, we need to open a bakery. And Sherry says, okay, how long, was that involved? And I said, well, you got to get, you got to find a space. You got to build a commercial kitchen. You got to do all this stuff, and you have to buy the equipment. So that literally just a few days later on Sunday, for the youngsters to understand, but the Kansas City Star, the, the, the classified ads in the back, we found somebody that Uncle Buck had an ad for a mixer, an old mixer, 40-year-old mixer, a blodget oven, a rack, and 50 trays for $1,500. I called him up and said, I'll take it. I got to go get a U-Haul. I'll be there in an hour. So in just three days, we got the equipment. The next week, we found a space that was open, and the landlord was ready to build it for us. And so in just literally less than 90 days, we were in the cookie business. So everything changed from that point.
1: Yeah, and that's why I'm trying to be the brakes, <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> yeah, which yeah, doesn't so, work, obviously. Yeah. So in
0: our relationship <laughs> in the business, I'm the accelerator, and she's the brakes. So if there's mm-hmm. a- anything that we don't make and don't have, um, she's the reason why. All right, so uh, we'll start taking calls in just a few minutes. So uh, 913-586-7798. So a couple things, Sherry. So if there are literally thousands of people out there that have been talking about coming to our bakery for years and let's say they finally come now, they're going to ask, what do I get? What would you suggest to them that they try the first time they come to Best Regards?
1: Oh, gosh. Okay, so usually I ask them, do they want something sweet? Do they want something savory? Because then I have... Different recommendations. Um, Right now, if they were to come in the summer, I would definitely say BLT Turkey Club. Um, But that's really running close with the new salad bar that we have because I'm so hooked on that salad bar. Especially the hotter it gets outside, the more you just kind of crave that really nice, crisp, fresh
0: salad. Okay, well, let's stop for a second. So a lot of us love, do you remember the Salbar Sweet Tomatoes?
1: Oh yeah. I used to, yeah. we used to love favorites. going
0: there. We went there all the time, but after the, after COVID in the last three years, the idea of salad bars just isn't, isn't that as attractive to me. So what did you do differently that makes it appealing to people?
1: Uh, we do it, it, which is kind of fun as now it is a little like an order sheet. So you get to start out and you get to choose your greens, you get to choose your veggies, your proteins, your toppings. And of the best part of all, I think, is you get to choose from like 16 different salad dressings. So there is a salad dressing for everybody. Um, really gives you a lot of flexibility. Everything is fresh. Um, you can either build your salad and add the dressing, or pick your dressing first and build your salad off of that, which I totally recommend.
0: So it's all virtual now. So nobody, there's nobody in the public touching your food. Mm-hmm. Picking lettuce, putting it back in the bowl. We have it all in the back. We have okay. our trained chefs building your salad to order. It only takes about a minute to uh, place your order on that one.
1: Yeah, and they're beautiful. We've seen some great combinations. People are so creative.
0: It's amazing. I, yeah. I think I have a couple of the pictures posted up on the website. Now, BLTs and turkey clubs. Why in the world would you go to a bakery to get a BLT?
1: Oh, gosh. Well, when people say, why is it the ultimate BLT? Because, first of all, the bread, we make all the bread there. So fresh. Um Nothing like a ne- nice made sourdough bread. The bacon from uh, Paradise Locker is amazing bacon. And you get six slices of bacon on a BLT. It's just incredible. And then top it off, you've got fresh, uh, ripe, juicy tomatoes. So, I mean, in combination. Locally grown. Yeah, locally grown. You just mm-hmm. can't beat that combination. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Yeah. I,
0: am, I allowed, I, am I allowed to eat one today?
1: Uh, um, we can share.
0: Okay. All right. So um, <laughs> the other thing, Sherry, I want to tell you, uh, you don't know this yet. The Shiny Mission Post did a poll of their readers asking for the best lunch spots in Johnson County. Oh. And we made the top five.
1: Oh, nice. So that nice. what I'm, uh,
0: the reason I like this, it's not, they don't announce it and they don't let restaurants campaign for it and say, hey, go sign us up so we win this. Um, they, it's, it's a simple poll of the readers and it's all open-ended and the readers suggest that. And it's not, you know, picked from these advertisers. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I'm proud of the the listeners and the readers of the Shawnee Mission Post is that out of these five, four are local. Uh, There's only awesome. one national chain in that. So they picked Best Regards Bakery and Cafe. And as they put it on there, they summarize as well known for their sweet treats like lemon bars and cherry danishes, but also famous for their blackened salmon, Caesar salad, mm-hmm. grilled cheese, and then the BLTs and turkey clubs. So congratulations. Thank you. you. Know that.
1: that's, yeah, that's great. Yeah, so Thank that's, you, that's That's going to be a neat
0: one. So if you're going to come to Best Regards, uh, now's a good time to do that. The, with the patio season, we have 52 seats outside, 48 seats inside, so there's plenty of seating for everybody. And it's, um, so today's show, the whole purpose of the show for the callers is if you have a old restaurant that you missed from way back before that you want us to do a story on, c- call, give us a call, share your story about what made that restaurant so amazing. Whether it's one of the ones that we've talked about recently that but haven't done a story on yet, I'd love to hear that. Annie Santa Fe Stevenson's apple orchard. There's, I have. um, There's tons of them that we could do. The other new thing that we've done recently is actually do a topic on on a specific food, and so that was an experiment we did. I think about five weeks ago we did on pork tenderloins, and things. Have you ever seen anything like that?
1: No, I, w- I was just shocked to how many followers there are of pork tenderloins. Yeah. yeah, I know that every time we go somewhere, that's one of the items you look for. Yeah. yeah. Did you
0: hear I, I added up the feedback we got? So between yeah. my email, the phone calls here to the show, the text to the show, and on a couple of Facebook posts, we had over 1,000 Points wow. of feedback from from listeners and followers.
1: Wow, that that's, pork I kind of expected that from fried chicken, but I'd had no idea yeah. it'd be from pork tenderloin. Yeah, so I want to yeah. do another that's one. Crazy. So if
0: you have a suggestion on a food that you think, or that you would miss from the seventies, eighties, and nineties that people just don't do again now, call in with that or text it in. You can send it into the text line if it gets busy, or come into the bakery and share that because it's. I have my thoughts on one that I'd like to do in the next couple of weeks. Uh, that that we can uh, do on that one. But that was fun. That was unexpected.
1: Are you going to tell us what it is?
0: Yeah, maybe. I'll, well, I'll, I'm going to give the listeners a chance first. Okay. So the lines are open for people.
1: Can I put in a vote for hamburgers or cheeseburgers?
0: For hamburgers?
1: Uh-huh.
0: Well, there's everybody has hamburgers now. I know, What but... do you miss? Okay, where did you I don't get a hamburger? Just, I
1: don't just miss hamburgers. I just have to have one from everywhere I go.
0: Okay, so think back to Topeka because Sherry grew up in Topeka. I won't say what decade that was, but that was many moons ago.
1: You were there too. What was
0: what was your favorite place to get a hamburger in Topeka? I don't know. Really? <laughs> Bobo's Drive yeah, In. Yeah, I was going to say that's that's what I would have picked. That would
1: have been my most classic one. Yeah. I mean, and the the environment though lends to that as well. Well, that's part I mean, of it. You but, have to have that.
0: Well, we went back there just like a year ago, yeah. and it was just as amazing. So Bobo's yeah. Drive In. Is actually still open in Topeka, uh-huh. different owners, but I mean, that's that's to be expected. But they've kept the charm. Yeah. And so if I go to Bobo's Drive-In, and if, if Wade or some of the other people listening, I'd, I'd have to get the, the the double cheeseburger. I get the onion rings, which are amazing there, and a piece of the apple pie if they have any left.
1: Well, that sounds like a couple more shows there then. Well, that's onion rings, apple pie.
0: Yeah, that's fine.
1: Cheeseburgers. How about f- fries?
0: Okay. So is there any other meal you missed from Topeka?
1: Oh, well, yeah. Twisters is Twisters. still the number one on my list. I uh, don't know if
0: there's anybody else but you and I that remember Twisters.
1: Twisters? Yeah. yeah. Well, I actually, I think there probably is a lot, and I don't know if they'd all admit it.
0: Yeah. But well, Twisters yeah. was um, right off the University, Washburn University at whatever, was it 17th Street? Mm-hmm. 17th Street and something. It's on the northeast corner of the university. But what, looking back now with my with what I know about food, it was basically a deep fried calzone that they called twisters. And it was a local business And know I, we I used to love going there. I mean, it was just, you, you take a calzone, but then you deep fry it. I think yeah. it was even whole wheat, which I wouldn't have thought of back then, but it was, it was absolutely amazing.
1: Yeah. We, I mean, we bonded over food. I think when we were in college, yeah. I, I, now that I look back, I think about all the times that we went out, we went for food, um, I mean how many times did we just go for fried mushrooms and like ice cream? I mean <laughs> which is <All> right. like <laughs> So the m- most romantic
0: meal that Sherry can re- think about was the the grill and chill at at Dairy Queen <laughs> on 29th Street. We would get um fried mushrooms, deep fried mushrooms and ice cream, peanut buster parfait.
1: Yeah. And then go down the street for Godfather's pizza.
0: Mm. Yeah. See, I like Valentinos.
1: Yeah, that was a great spot. We would go there for yeah. buffet on there. Yeah. We'd also go to a place called The Loft. I think it was called The Loft over by White Lake Small, if anybody remembers. They did a happy hour, and we would go there a lot, and that was really nice.
0: So um, like three, four months ago when I first started the show, I mentioned Topeka, and I specifically mentioned Mama Ilma's for Biscuits and Gravy, which is down, down the hill area. I mentioned um, Poor Richard's. Yeah. You know, that you love the fried mushrooms, yeah. zucchinis. The fried zucchini sticks were amazing there, lasagna, spaghetti. and um,
1: Especially at 2 a.m.
0: Then I mentioned Twisters and the Tortilla Jacks for the mm. three tacos for a dollar. Had a lady came in on Monday. She goes, so you drank a lot in college, did you? <laughs> and it's funny, and I laughed. I said, well, apparently so did you because, you know, that's why people like to go to those restaurants in Topeka. It
1: was for s- socializing. Yes.
0: Okay, so mm-hmm. you, when when I first started doing the show back in January, you you didn't say no, but you weren't really enthusiastic about it. You thought it was just another one of those crazy things that I do. That you, it's easier to just let me do it. What was the biggest surprise you had about this show?
1: Um, I would probably say just how how passionate people are about their uh, favorite restaurants from when they were kids. I mean, when you think about restaurants, you know, you think about maybe your current age of, of things you've gone to now. But it is kind of surprising to me of how many people remember things of when they were kids and what that meant. And, mm-hmm. it, you know, back in those days, it was something you didn't go out to eat very often. You know, if you went out, it was it was something really special. Um, it had to be an event, you know, something like that. So it was something that people really remembered because it was a significant outing. I mean, when we were growing up, we didn't go out to eat all the time either. And so to do something like that tied to food, you know, it just really stuck in your head.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, if you're at least 50 years old or older, I mean, none of us ate out food that much mm-hmm. back then. I mean, it was more expensive. It was, it was relatively new phenomenon. It wasn't an obsession like we have today. Everybody cooked mm-hmm. at home. That's all you could afford to do. And everybody, almost everybody says, well, I didn't really eat out much. When I hit up Fred Broski about three, four months ago about coming on my show, he was very abrupt. He goes, no, I don't think I have anything to offer your show. I didn't really eat out much then. Thank you. Goodbye. Click. And so then he he came back. And um, so I said, so I was real nice. I said, look, I understand why you think that. I said, listen to the show if you can. If not, just stop by the bakery and we'll talk. And he stopped by. Uh, a few weeks ago, and basically just to say, just apologize for being so abrupt, but he goes, I'm not an expert on food. You know, I'm an expert on other things. And, you know, I did TV show and all kind of stuff, but he goes, why would you want me on here? And I said, well, I said, Fred, here's the deal. I said, it's just, it's the food that, food's The food's a primary starting point of the show. And so he goes, well, okay, but I don't have a lot of food stories. So I said, that's okay. I said, now, okay, here, Fred, look at it this way. Let's just say that you're stuck into a dinner party at your, at your wife's business, where, where she works at. So you're stuck with people that you know, you don't really know, but you're assuming you're not going to like these people, and you're stuck with them for three hours. So you're going to start your conversations. You know, you can't talk about politics. You're not going to talk about religion. So the safest place to start is food. You start the stories with food. You find common ground there, and then, you, then the other stories come out, and you may find a restaurant. And that's what my show does. So we start with the food. Some other story comes out and goes, Well, that's interesting. I'd like to know more about that. And you may have two things in common. And so so Fred Broski was on last week and it was phenomenal. He was amazing. Yeah. And so afterwards we're talking so he came by earlier this week and and he had I'd mentioned um Film Row that Jim Eddy brought it up and I want to do a whole show on film row. And he goes and and Fred goes, Well, have you heard of Show-O-Rama? And I said, what's that? And he goes, well, that was the annual awards show by the Movie Theater Association. So they had an award show here in Kansas City. And he was the MC for that. He goes, when I did the weather on that night, I would be wearing a tuxedo to do the weather because he had to walk right down the street to go do show And he goes, stops. He goes, well, wait a minute. What does this have to do with food? He goes, I thought your show was about food. I said, Fred, I thought we talked about this. And so we started talking about it and he started talking about how there was a company that made, uh, I think Manly Manufacturing, made all the popcorn poppers for movie theaters. And i seen a picture of him sitting next to Farrah Fawcett in the 1970s oh. that she came to the uh, awards banquet. Uh, and he tells me another story about how he basically kicked out Diana Ross because she was complaining about a comedian up on stage. So I said, I want to do a whole story on this. Yeah, he goes, yeah. I don't get this i said you don't have to get it just tell me the stories yeah. so for the listeners out there if there's other things that are related to this tell me because i have plans of of the different food items and celebrities and also there's there's probably about 50 restaurants that we've talked about in the past that i just need one or two more people to have an inside view so you know Strouds is an institution in this town and if you happen to work there for a while I'd love to hear your stories and give us a little bit depth behind what it was like at those restaurants. We have uh, the Gold Buffet. I have three people that are going to be coming in studio. That uh, one gentleman um, was a uh, worked as a cook there for I think 15 years, and another person that was the uh, kitchen manager, I think, for 20 years. And then we're going to get the son of the owner. That owned uh, the Gold Buffet. That also owned another restaurant here in town. So as soon as he's back in Kansas City, I want to bring them in.
1: What was their specialty?
0: Um, it was a buffet. It was an entertainment hall. Oh, okay. So they could actually they would have bands, country bands coming in. They would have entertainers, comedians. For a while, that I think they, if I remember right, they started off with comedians. Mm-hmm. You know, Don Rickles, those all those kind of guys, and then they booked all of them. But then all of a sudden, Las Vegas started booking acts and mm-hmm. start. They started taking all the comedians mm-hmm. because. Obviously, they're going to make a lot more money in Vegas than they will. But the Gold Buffet could seat uh, two thousand people. Wow! Can you imagine doing a buffet for two thousand people, people in like two hours? No, before the show starts. The,
1: no, just executing that.
0: Yeah, See, <laughs> that's that's the meeting where you and I go, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Okay, how do you execute this? Yeah, it's I it, it, it's easy to come up with what foods right. you want to have. Everybody right. goes. So I have a great idea for a restaurant. You know, do, you know sell this? I said, all right. Well, that's that's a great idea to sell. X, Y, Z. But how do you execute that? Yeah. You know, yeah. how are you going to do that in enough volume to, to pay your rent, pay your people, do all kind of stuff? I they, still
1: kind of get into that because I know a lot of times I come to you like, Hey, what about this? And let's do this and let's do that. And one of the first things you say is, well, how are you going to make that happen? Or how, you know, how's that going to work? And then, I mean, I'm kind of feeling like that's my I've already come up with the idea. That's now up to you. You're the <laughs> executioner. Problem, yeah. yeah, that's not my problem. Yeah. I'm, I'm just the executioner
0: for yeah. what you said. Yeah, and
1: I'm the idea person.
0: Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. So you still have a lot. You, we haven't broke you of that yet. You're still a little guilty of that. Yeah, I know. But now you want, but what's, that's why it's good to have, a, if you're going to do a business, you got to have a good partner that you can respect and work well with because you need both sides. Oh, so, absolutely. So, so I think we do.
1: We've figured out how to work together really well. I mean, and I think we work together better than, um, even individually, mm-hmm. you know, as we, we've kind of made it where we bounce ideas off each other and run ideas and not every idea goes, um, if we both can't agree on it, you know, we can veto it. Um, but then there's some that were I like, did a
0: vote in the veto.
1: Um, when was the last
0: time I got, I vetoed something I didn't like that stuck? Um hmm. everybody that knows us knows you have veto power. Yeah, that's I the, do not. back to
1: the 51% <laughs> yeah. I guess. yeah. but I mean a lot of people have told us, you know, it's like ah, how do you work together 30 some years, you know, 24/7 and it's like we just work better that way. Yeah. You know, that that just makes us it it, it just feels better Aww, when we're you together. You complete me, honey. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Don't start singing. (laughs) All right. All right. Uh,
0: (laughs) Listeners out there, please call in. If you are one of the old-timers that worked with Sherry 25 years ago in the gift basket business, I know there's some of you listening. If you want to share a story of the first time you ran into Best Regards or if you have experienced some of the changes we've done, we morphed from gourmet gift baskets that we bought to baking everything that went into the baskets. Then we moved to this location at 119th and Glenwood about 12 years ago. Yeah. And even yeah. then we had no intention of of opening a restaurant. And you know that that was Toby's suggestion he goes, "Well, when are you going to open a restaurant?" I says, "I'm not going to do a restaurant. Mm-mm. I have no interest in opening a restaurant. And I have no experience in doing a restaurant." And Toby was right. Less than 2 years later right. we were selling lunch. Yeah. But you know it was it was um, some of the best things we've ever done are not because of a master plan. Mm-hmm. It's just something that, you know, we we pay attention to what works, what doesn't work, and we evolve.
1: Yeah, we really, that menu has really evolved. Um, we've tried things that didn't work. We've tried things that were, that were amazing from day one. Um, you know, like right now, we're carrying a lemon bar that I absolutely love. It's fantastic.
0: Why'd that take so long?
1: <sighs> that was a lot harder recipe than you would think. I mean there's so many different recipes out there but it just it just didn't wow us yeah. like we would want to to represent us. Yeah. And it wasn't until one of our employees was like, "Oh, here, let me, you know, I've got a Carrie. great Carrie Carrie Carrie, us. Yeah, our very good friend Carrie um says, "I got a recipe. See what you think." And we tried it out and I was like, Oh my gosh, okay, that was Just good. A, a, a but couple now, of minor changes. Yeah, can do so then I did. let Robert do his magic on it. And yeah, it, it is it is crazy. I mean, yeah. it flies out the door right now. And if yeah. you love lemon, you love lemon bars, you it's amazing. The tartness, sweetness, the crust, um, yeah, top to bottom. It's great.
0: Sure. Well, you know, the um As I try to tell people, making creating something good is really pretty easy, but trying to create something amazing—that's a huge step. It takes a major commitment. So there's, you know, there's a lot of restaurants that back in the day that did a great job of doing that. So it's, um, so callers, think of a. I want to tell a couple of other stories about us. If you don't call in with something good, because I know here's the deal. So there's some restaurants that I really miss back in the day. And we try to capture and figure out what made that so amazing. So if people call me and, gosh, what's a couple of that, that people have really brought up? The Colony Steakhouse. Back in the day, what made that Colony Steakhouse so amazing? What was a dish that you missed from then? There was the uh, boots and coats. Somebody mentioned that um, recently, you know, that had fried chicken that's right down the street from where Jasper's is right now. You know, what made the fried chicken so amazing then? And the, the food item that I want to do is, I want to do a show on, but only if other people are interested in, is, is uh, hamburgers we, I know we're going to do. But that's going to take a few weeks to prepare. Uh, Rod Gray that helped us do the pork tenderloin, he and Sherry are already out exploring, taking notes, testing places to find some current places. But uh, onion rings is one of those things that used to be absolutely amazing, and now it's hard to find a place that that really captures the magic of, the, of what onion rings were back in the day of the drive-ins.
1: They seem to be a lot. I mean, everybody has a different kind of one. I mean, I, I don't notice that so much as like people perfecting a specific kind. There's so many different kinds. There's yeah. loaves, there's strings, there's the big thick ones, there's different coatings, there's yeah. – I mean, I really just haven't seen – like a classic yeah I guess to me
0: there's a couple in town that I that I really love right now mm-hmm. the one that I miss from the 80s is Bodie's barbecue mm-hmm. is there anybody out there that remember Bodie's barbecue used to be one out of Banster Mall one Oak Park Mall but they had onion straws and you ordered it either a whole loaf or a half loaf and I was just I mean the, the barbecue was good and I love their sauce but I mean that what I held on to what 30. Thirty-five years later, yeah. was there onion straws that they had back then? So that was fantastic. Yeah. So if, if we could bring back one restaurant from the nineteen eighties or nineties, either in Kansas City or Topeka, what would you bring back? Oh gosh,
1: Annie Santa Fe,
0: I loved. Okay, it's um, w- w- that's one I've been working on. Uh-huh. So, what is it you liked about Annie Santa Fe?
1: Well. Annie's sauce, of course, the s- salad there is probably the thing I got all the time. I mean, that was my one thing. Um, I love the fact that every time I went, it was the same. It was The consistency was great, freshness. You know, I could count on it.
0: Yeah. Well, Annie Santa Fe was, uh, was created by the Gilbert Robinson Group, and I've got I'm probably going to have to do like five or six shows in a row to talk about <laughs> Gilbert Robinson. Yeah, But they they took, they were a business, but they captured the magic of the small locally owned business and they tried to create systems that would recreate that. Mm-hmm. So Annie Santa Fe, the ones we went to, they were, uh, somebody gave me, um, sent me a copy or a picture of the matchbooks oh, wow. that they had back then. Yeah. And they jokingly referred to it as sex Mex. Whoa. Oh. Kathy, that used to work for us. She remembered remember oh. that because they had that's they had the dance floor. So at about four or five o'clock, they moved the tables off the parquet dance floor, and then there was a disco or DJ stand that was bolted up on the wall, so that they they set up as a singles bar with music and things like that. I don't
1: that. remember that at all. Oh, really? No. Was no. that at the? Well, Kathy did. Was <laughs> as soon as I Kathy. mentioned sex mix, yeah, she
0: she started talking about how she remembered the, that the,
1: in all their locations.
0: Um, at least a couple of them.
1: Yeah. I, I don't remember that yeah. at all.
0: But you know, that was interesting, you know, and I heard one story that, that Gilbert Robinson actually had a woman, her job title mm-hmm. was disco coordinator. Oh. So I'm yeah. trying to get, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get a hold of her. Last yeah. time, last clue I had is that she works in, I think, commercial real estate in Kansas City. So I I, I would just love to hear the stories yeah. that the disco coordinator for Gilbert Robinson would her job Maybe we need one into. of
1: those at our bakery. Uh, no. Oh. Country?
0: Yeah, see, country I veto. We're going to test my veto power here. No, <laughs> we're going no entry. Yeah, no, no to the, um, no, no to the disco and. I, that means you,
1: we will be starting. Have you it in what about it's Vermont. like when I
0: dance? Yeah. 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 Okay. Good. So, um, you know, that was a good one. Any, any place else you can think of? People know what we're looking for. Oh gosh.
1: Well, this one's in Topeka. Perumsky's Chili. Okay. Place. Yeah, another little quaint, small mom and pop. Oh, gosh. I mean, we would stand outside in the cold, and I don't stand out in the cold for much. But, I mean, you would stand out there, wait your turn, what, five tables in this place?
0: So you probably didn't get the pickles, did you?
1: And no, no. Well, they were spicy. The, <laughs> yeah, back in the day,
0: so they had spicy pickles in a great big barrel. And then when you wanted one, you just stuck your whole hand in there and grabbed a pickle and, and oh, bought yeah. it that way. So Perupski's closed about a year, maybe Probably been two years now. So, Perusky's is closed in Topeka, but a new place opened up in the exact same spot. It's mm. some kind of a Russian um, place that supposedly uses the same recipes for the pickles and chili and, and chili stuff and like everything. that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'll, next time we go back, if they're open, I'll take you. Okay.
1: That sounds good. Yeah. But,
0: but I don't think they allow you to stick your hand in and grab the pickles anymore.
1: That's okay. Some,
0: some things should change in time.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: What else can you think of?
1: Oh, gosh. Bring back, uh, let's see, oh, poor Richard's for sure. Another really great, oh, you could get anything to eat there. Lots of people gathered. It was just very social place. I mean, talk to each other, tables, you know, talking to each other, people you didn't even have to know yeah. to, to have conversations with. It was just very friendly.
0: I remember when we were dating, we would come to Kansas City. Do you remember going to Jenny's? Italian. Oh, yes. I yes. love going to Jenny's Italian.
1: Yes. That was, was probably one of our first date places mm-hmm. that we went to.
0: That was a big deal.
1: Yeah, it was. Kansas City was like the big time. Oh, that was the big city. Yeah. You knew you, we were committed to each other. We went to Kansas City.
0: Well, you know, it's funny how <laughs> a lot of us, we forget, but how much our memories are tied to good foods. Mm-hmm. So, so I, so I didn't prep you on this one. Do you remember going to St. Louis for a meal? Yep. Okay, where did we go?
1: Uh, one of the crew uh, boats. It was do you a. Remember boat. what it was called?
0: Um, it was the President Riverboat. Yeah. It was. It was before casinos. Yeah. Do you remember what dish you got there? Because I do.
1: Uh, lobster thermidor.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So we were pretty young then. Didn't really oh understand God. fancy food, but I mean that was the first time and place that I've ever had lobster thermidor.
1: Yeah, we fell in love with it that day. Oh yeah, and
0: that yeah. was and it was a riverboat right on around the river downtown mm-hmm. by LeCleed's Landing, a couple of. Fresh-faced young kids didn't know what the heck they were doing. Yeah, that was like driving to a whole new world.
1: We still talk about that meal. Yeah, we yeah. even tried to recreate it a couple of times yeah. uh, throughout the years. Yeah, and
0: that's and that that's what we uh-huh. want. You know, think of a favorite meal or a favorite place like that, because people absolutely love the shows that we've been doing for the last couple months and think they're fantastic, and they don't want to interrupt. But mm-hmm. what they don't understand is that every one of these shows that we've done started with one of the listeners that called in or texted in or came into the bakery and gave me the leads.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So you know it's just if you don't like the direction of shows going you have to give us the leads on that.
1: Yeah, I remember one of the other first places we went and I don't even know if it's still there. It was in Crown Center. Was Italian food place. Was probably like it was on the I know it was on the bottom floor and I don't even remember what it what the name of it was, but we had spaghetti there and I remember um that they served their spaghetti with pepperoni in it. And from that day.
0: Is that why you always put pepperoni in our spaghetti at yep, home?
1: Yep. For 35 years, we've had pepperoni in our spaghetti. I
0: always wondered about that, but yeah. I didn't. I learned not to ask about certain
1: well, things. That's, yeah, that's a good one. You Otherwise,
0: loved I'll it. Never get, I did?
1: You loved it. Was it? I, I've so learned, to I this do not day, complain at home. Yes. I don't remember the place, but thank you.
0: So you're not even <laughs> going to give them credit on that one. I did. Oh, I just don't
1: know who it was. All right.
0: Hold on, Cherry. Let's go to a caller on line one. We have Scott that has a couple of stories for us. Scott, what do you have? hey man can you hear me yes i can
2: oh well, fantastic yeah yeah I was <laughs> that was my first legal job at uh, age 16 i believe and uh i worked at Bodie's barbecue oh really
0: mentioned. which one that's right. oh park mall okay oh i went oh, yeah. there all the time what yeah, was special <laughs> yeah how much onion rings did you or onion straws did you guys go through Oh, I was just telling your uh,
2: your other guy there that, yeah, I was one of the guys that, uh, geez we would slice onions by the bag, and yeah. I'd be crying, uh, so, I
0: mean, just tears coming down. Oh, yeah. Well, see, back yeah, the in the, slices. I think part of what made it so amazing back then, you didn't buy everything frozen like they like everybody does now.
2: Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. So what they do and special
0: that. on their onion straws, did you soak them in anything? I believe it was just the thinness for one,
2: and then uh, the batter. Heck, I was too young to pay attention yeah. to what heck oh. was going on. But uh, there's also a kind of a, well, kind of a weird connection to the Chiefs. The guy that owns it, owned it, Lynn, uh, lived next to a Chief or something, or, or he was part of the Chiefs. But okay. uh, it's pretty wild it's just, just brought up a memory I actually pulled over to uh, call in. I've never called in
0: before. You know, I mean, with the history of barbecue in this town, you know, it's kind of funny. There, The three places that I go back to, Hayward, Hayward's Barbecue in Overland Park because Hayward Spears was always there. And then um, the, uh, Bodie's Barbecue because I love those onion straws. And the other one that I loved from back then was Quicks Barbecue.
2: Wow, I don't remember Quicks, but uh, oh, I, I love just...
0: Quicks because they had they had smoked sausage, but they would slide it and then deep flash fry it before they served it to you. So it just had oh, that it's... crunch to it, and it was absolutely amazing.
2: Oh gosh, I'm on my way to Walmart to get some of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: that's that's what that really good foods. So, and can you think of a restaurant you missed from the '80s, '70s, '80s, or '90s? Guys, you know, when you guys were talking about Annie
2: Santa Fe, I've never been there, but my mom loved it. Uh-huh. She <laughs> always told me I, I always had to go. Um, she's from the 70s, 80s, or 90s restaurant I miss.
0: Well, ask your mom but, if she remembers why they call it Sex Mex. That'll start an interesting discussion. <laughs> <laughs> ask her if that's where she met your dad.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but she, uh, yeah, yeah, she also, uh, you know, Winsteads are getting. Far and few yeah. between, yeah. even
0: though they're open anywhere now. But. Yeah. But well, well, good. good. Well, well, thank you for calling, and sharing that memory, and um, shoot me an email. Let me know how the conversation with your mom goes. <laughs> All right.
3: <bud.
0: laughs> All right. Thank, thank thank you, you. Thanks a lot, Scott. Yeah, somebody else on the text line uh, said that uh, Annie Santa Fe, they absolutely loved, hold on, the best entree they've ever had was called the Conquistador. But then they didn't tell me what it was. So that's not help, helpful at all. If I knew your name, I'd, I'd mention you specifically. All right, so if you're the one to send in the text or if you happen to know what the conquistador is, actually I have a couple of copies of the Annie Santa Fe menu at home, or at the office. If somebody doesn't call in to do that, somebody else was saying yay for you giving love to Perupski's Chili. That was their favorite. And let's see else was over there um oh yeah somebody gave me a lead hey thank you for this they gave me the name of the person that used to manage and own mrs peter's fried chicken and kck mm. i absolutely will do that if I, I can get the information on that fried chicken back in the 80s is something that gosh toby and i obsessed over because everybody says they missed that nobody comes close to doing it except for the original strouds and that's one of the things that I, – when I do it, I'm going to have a panel discussion. I'm going to have Jasper here. I want to get Colby from Rye because he's a current chef that sells fried chicken because it's I, there's a lot at play here. It's the quality of the chicken that you buy, the, the chicken that – the mutant chicken that we all eat at restaurants now and get at the grocery store is nothing like what we had back in the 80s and 90s. And then the oil that it fries in is a big deal because the oil that we ate back then was really good but it's been – um, it's either illegal or people are scared to use that oil. Yeah. So we'll talk about are you that. We can do a
1: big uh, flyer like you did for. Oh the, yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So if, if um, depending on which food topic we do next week, so um, what Sherry's referring to is that when we did the show on pork tenderloins, what made that so amazing is that I compiled all the information, so I made a list of the top. 20 restaurants that people miss from the 70s and 80s and 90s. And also I mentioned I made a made list of the top five pork tenderloins in Kansas that you can have today. So that way it gives you something to go out and actually – and a lot, I've talked to a lot of people that went out and pursued those. All right, so let's go ahead and go. Rocco, let's go to line two. I think that's the next one. Nanette? Hi-ho, guys. hi there. Yeah, what do you have so for us? Fun.
4: Oh, well, you were talking about Jenny. And it was uh, like a almost a first date kind of thing. Oh, yeah. They were uh, very kind to us politicians. I'm a politician's daughter. And for the longest time, they gave away uh, Irish coffee mugs. It it was, looked like a little Irish coffee mug. It was white. It said Jenny. When I moved the first time, I must have given away twelve of them. Oh,
0: did non politicians get those free mugs?
4: Uh well I that's what I wondered if it was <laughs> if you had gotten something like that, they were really they were really good in promoting themselves because it was Italian gardens or it was Jenny. And Jenny's one when it came to uh
0: the eggplant farm. Well uh, Nanette, don't tell me who you're um, who your uh, was it? Your mom or your dad? That was the politician
4: in politics. Oh, it, it was he was one of the first uh, Jackson County legislators. Back okay, in the
0: so 70s. was that during the seventies?
4: Yeah, it was in the mid 70s 76, and Jimmy Carter was running. And okay, all right, Nanette. Yeah, we we're all Democrats around here. All right,
0: Nanette, do you have a um, pencil and paper?
4: Uh, no, actually, I'm enjoying sitting outside and this out of- <laughs>
0: body. Oh, all right. <laughs> well, I'm going to give my personal email address. My email is robert at makethemsmile.com. Now, Nanette, you can go yes. and listen to this show as a podcast on your phone or computer oh, something I, like that.
4: If I miss you, I go back. And-
0: oh, awesome. All right.
4: You're, you're so much like, What just blows my mind is you just haven't bent yet on the why are we – Starting off with 80s and 90s, clearly you're getting people my age who remember much further back.
0: Oh, yeah. You, you know, I, I didn't move to Kansas until 86, so I missed out on the whole uh, Fred Broski oh, phenomenon. Oh, you know
4: how us old folks like to draw,
0: So we're happy <laughs> to tell you about what we remembered as kids. I could listen to those um, stories for hours. All right, Nanette, here's what I want you to do. Go back and find my email address or come by the bakery, call the bakery. I want to talk to you a little bit because I'm sure that you have some interesting stories as a politician's daughter about the food scene oh, back God. then.
4: Yeah. Oh, God. They were they were like family downtown. Well, good. So, you go in so, and so. they get you closer. It was a sign of respect to get you closer to the kitchen. Oh, without so a the doubt. the family could come in and sit with you and... Yeah, it was not a bad seat when you were, like, with the
0: family. So. All right. Well, Nanette, this is actually an angle that I was going to pursue. I've been trying to find somebody that was familiar with the restaurants and the urban core to kind of talk about that. Oh, so yeah. so shoot me an email, Nanette, so we can talk. All right. Nanette, thank you very much for calling and adding to our conversation here. And well, so- I
4: hope you have a, a quiet forest with calm critters.
0: Oh, we, we, we'll be fine. We're closed for the day on the 4th, so we'll, we're we going to relax. So thank you very much for calling. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. All right. So then on line one, we have Patrick.
5: What do you have, Patrick? Well, Good morning. Uh, yeah, this is the first time I've ever called you guys. I've listened to you for a while. Um, I was just going to say, there is a couple of restaurants I remember growing up and enjoying uh, as a kid in, Omaha, or in in Bellevue, Nebraska, there was a place called Stella's, which is still in business to, to to today, and it makes them die for greasy cheeseburgers. Oh, yeah. Which brings me up to the next location, which is in Kansas City, Kansas, and I don't know if they're still in business or not, but they were called Eaton's Hamburgers. Mm. Eaton's Hamburgers. Was don't it know.
0: a drive-in or a sit-down?
5: Uh, drive-in. you drove up to it. You walked inside. You ordered your food. At one window, a few minutes later, you get your food at the other window, and you went home. Hmm. It's it literally set up just like LC's Burgers and uh, Platte Woods. I don't know if you've ever had those. Oh yeah. Well, LC's just got their position. I guess they're now in the new airport. Oh okay. General, from what I understand, and they just changed their name. But yeah, I lived in. Woods and that was the go-to place for your fried pork tenderloins, your cheeseburgers, and your onion rings was L.C.'s.
0: Mm-mm-mm. So if you had to pick one food or one dish that you missed from back then, what would it be? Uh, well,
5: if it was from Stella's, I'd say the Double double Bacon Cheeseburgers, and you can actually find them on Facebook. They have uh, their webpage on there, Stella's Burgers, mm-hmm. and Stella's Bar and Grill. But in as far as uh, LCs, I'm going to go with the fried onion rings.
0: Mm. Uh, describe those to me. Why? Well, they
5: they were hand cut. They were the nice wide blades. And they were hand battered. And they had their own seasoning. I don't know what kind of seasoning they used, but it was just the right amount of sweet and salty. Mm. The best way i can explain it
0: well good well you know it, it's i do want to, i don't know if i'm gonna do it next week or some other time but i want to talk about onion rings because there's just something about it the um have you had the onion rings from kc joe's
5: uh no i haven't uh, and um you, you need to yeah, go there's a that. bunch of restaurants i keep hearing you guys talk about and i keep going you know i need to go check those out
0: yeah well if um uh, if and, you like do you like pork tenderloins Oh yeah. Okay. So oh, if, you, yeah. if you go to our website at makethemsmile.com, I think I still have the flyer up that summarizes the top five pork tenderloins in Kansas City that you need to go try. And you need you need okay, to Okay, because yeah,
5: that. I'm I'm on uh, on Facebook. There's the Ultimate Pork Tenderloin Search uh, page, and I can't think of the name of the actual group, but yeah. they go around and they picture uh, people sending pictures of tenderloins mm-hmm. throughout the United States, and there was yep. a bar over in North Kansas City that we actually went to one day because they were recommended. Yeah, that's Christine's remember, Firehouse. Yep, yep,
0: that's that, it. That's it. <laughs> yeah, my, my fire has they're in the top three. So so you want to go try the other ones because the others are worth going to. They're very different from Christine's, and Christine's is the okay. youngest one that's on my list.
5: Yeah, I, I Yeah, I remember going there, and yeah, I enjoyed that a whole lot. Uh, that experience one time that we did go, and I just haven't been back. Good. Now, if you like, if you like Italian, I like Casconis mm-hmm. over up in North Oak. Casconis. Yeah, and we'll we'll do a show about. Uh, I'll
0: probably break it down for specific kinds of dishes. You know, chicken parm, spaghetti, different things like that that we missed from back then, and who has good versions of it today. So we'll do that. Well, All right. Well, Patrick, I have another call coming in. Thank you for calling in, and uh, be Thank sure you. to reach out to me and send me some more information. So for the listeners out there, uh, if you go to com, that's the website we have for Best Regards Bakery and Cafe. That's who pays for this show, uh, why we're able to do it with no commercials. But if you go to the top left-hand corner, sign up for the email newsletter. So that way you can get information on what we've done at the bakery and also what's happened on the show or what's about to happen. So it's a good way to stay in contact with us. All right, Rocco, let's go ahead and go to line five. We have Michael. Michael, what do you have for us?
3: Yes, how are you? Uh, longtime listener here and uh, first-time caller. Well, thank you. Uh, I got some information, uh, a lot of information, you know, that would be pertinent to the show. Uh, I'm a former uh, Gilbert Robinson employee. Awesome. I worked at all the establishments. I started out at Top of the Tower as a busboy, and then I ended up in the cooking in the French Room. I, I cooked at Plaza 3. I was a banquet chef at Plaza 3 for a while. I worked at Houlihan's. I worked at Annie Santa Fe, and I worked at Jeremiah Tuttle's. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Do you live
0: here in Kansas City? Yes, sir. I do it by the airport. Oh, okay. If you're ever down in Johnson County, um, come by our bakery so you and I can sit down and talk.
3: Okay, that sounds good. I can talk, sir. Believe me, but I have lots of stories, and I told the. I, I, I sensed that. <laughs> I, 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 when I called the screener, I talked to him. I have a handwritten letter by Mr. Joe Gilbert. Oh my goodness! I yes. cooked. I cooked for him. I still have the letter, 1971, and I was cooking in the French room, and I cooked him dinner for him and his guests. And two days later, I, two days later, I received a, a letter when I went to work there at uh, top of the towers at the at the job there and it was a handwritten letter and he's I can still quote it. Dear Michael, thank you very much for the delicious dinner you cooked for me and my guests last night. You you left before I had a chance to thank you. Sincerely, Joseph Gilbert and I still have that letter. Uh, What what year do you think that was? It was nineteen seventy one. I was still in high school. I graduated in seventy three from Westport. That changed your life, didn't it? Oh, I still talk about it, you know, and, and and it's just and I had some various uh Gr pins. They would give you pins if you were one year, five year, ten year, and uh, I have a lot of stories about uh, about uh, the different restaurants that I've worked at, and so. Uh,
1: Michael, you need to come this week.
3: Yeah, I I, I might do that. Uh yeah, it's please, Just a please. little ways to go, but it would be fun. I want one of them BLTs you're describing. Hey, you
1: <laughs> co- you come out and I'll make it myself for you.
0: Oh, okay. You well, guys
3: there today? Or are you going to be there today? Oh, yeah, How
0: yeah. long? Yeah. yeah, we're there till two o'clock today. Maybe I'll buzz out there. We could talk. Well, I can write a letter.
3: You might get a kick out of that. <laughs> well, you know,
0: I've I've talked to probably twenty people that worked at Gilbert Robinson, from executives all the way down to people that just worked in the kitchen, and I have heard yeah. nothing but fantastic stories.
3: Oh, he was a people person, yeah. and like I told the the, the the screener there, Mr. Robinson was. He was kind of the designer, and he traveled all over the world and got designs for the, for the different architectural and, and then the design stuff. But Mr. Gilbert, he also had the Four Winds Restaurant. Remember the mm-hmm. Four Winds at the old airport? Oh, no. I'm not that old. Oh, okay. No, I'm <laughs> 68. I know you're young. But are you from Kansas City,
0: aren't no, you? No, I, I grew up in Wichita. went to College to Topeka, and I moved to Kansas City in 1986. That's
3: right. I should have but known this, that. This is,
0: this is my home.
3: Yeah, well, I love but absolutely he had the four wind restaurant. It. There was a restaurant there at the top of the little building, and you could watch the planes land at the old municipal airport. And then they did airline. They did catering for the planes, oh. you know. And so, but back uh, when they the had real food, man, oh, just awesome. the nicest man. And uh, now, did uh, you hear
0: the? Did you hear the show about four weeks ago when Jasper was on? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that was the, the stories he told about the the ninety minute ass chairs and how he learned that lesson from.
3: Yeah. Them. But, yeah, yeah, Jasper's a good old right, Kansas well, City original. Well, Michael,
0: I'm going to have to let you go. We're coming up on the end of the show, but come by and okay. see us. Everybody else out there, I want to thank you for listening to Kansas City Food Memories this week. We took in calls. I've got a whole ton of texts here. I print those off and follow that. Go to MakeThemSmile.com. That's a website for Best Regards Bakery and Cafe. Sherry, love of my life, thank you for being here.
1: Oh, I'm glad to be here. Thanks so much. And uh, happy 4th, everyone. Hope we'll see you soon.
5: This concludes this
3: broadcast of Kansas City Food Memories.